So that okay, the first thing I think has to be to be open-minded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything Absolutely. that you know so far, it's okay to know it, but leave it outside and uh, ready to accept. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, it is necessary. Um, okay. okay, Anna. Um, first of all, welcome to my podcast. It's called Minding My Business. And uh, I started this back in 2020. And uh, this is now the third year I'm doing it. And I generally talk to people from all parts of the world. I've spoken to people from the US, UK. I mean, geographically, from Croatia, from... I mean, you're the first one from uh, Far East because I generally don't find guests often from uh, that part of the world. I mean, because it's it's five o'clock there, yeah? So it's already yeah. getting dark. So, you know, um, otherwise, yes, I mean, it's been going good. It's it's basically, you know, more than for others, it's a podcast for myself because I get to learn things, you know? It's, it's more like, a, you know, when you talk to people, you realize there are many things in the world you could do, you could know. So this is what it is. My name is Avi and uh, today you're my guest. And uh, first of all, thank you for uh, being a part of this. And uh, when I saw your post, I actually, it was a very well done post as well. So I could not, you know, I had to chat with you and uh, invite you to my podcast. So Anna, I will uh, leave it to you. Please uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm very honored to be on your podcast. I had a look at your other podcasts so far, so I really enjoyed it. Um, so about me, well, my name is Anna Schmidt, and I live here in China in a beautiful city called Xinjiang. It's ah. in the north, and it's very cold at the moment, but it's getting colder. But never mind. Um, so I have my own business here. Last year, I set up my own business, a consultancy, and I mainly work as a relationship and self-love coach. Lovely. But I also work for companies where I help them train and educate their staff on well-being. Lovely, lovely. So how long have you been in China? Um, two years and uh, three months. And you are originally from, from where? Well, that's a tricky question because I was born in Romania. Ah. I grew up in Germany. And before yeah. I came to China, I lived 11 years in England. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. So how is, how is this? Um, I mean, my first question, again, I'll not go in the order which I sent you, but mm. I will just, uh, what I generally ask, you know, when people from the West come to this part of the world, you know, apart from anything else, you know, there's a huge cultural shift. You know, yeah. How is, you know, massive cultural shift. You be it the timings, of course, I mean, apart from that, the habits, you know, your food, you know, of course, I mean, you can have whatever you want. Now it's 2022. But again, you know, you know, there are things which probably you won't get there or there are things which you have to have it, you know. So how is that, uh, you know, how is the cultural shift working out for you? And like, uh, of course, you might be loving it, but I would like to know from, uh, from your mouth. Okay, so I, I do love it here. Um, but I have to say, um, a friend of mine, she gave me a book before I was leaving about the habits and the culture of China. And luckily I read that. So arriving here, 
it wasn't that big of a shock because I knew why people behave the way they do in ways that we in the West might not do. So one example is um, in England, people are very keen on opening the door. So keeping the door open, you go through and you keep it open for the person oh. behind you. So that's yeah. very big in England. And we do that. Even if the person is 10 meters behind, we wait patiently. But here in England, they open the door, they go through, they leave it full. And, and that's it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's nothing personal. It's just their way of doing it. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. And, and uh, um, the the uh, the language, of course, it's very different. Can you speak? Can you speak the local language now? I, I speak a little bit. Yes. Ah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's always funny when uh, people talk to me and I try to answer. Sometimes they are shocked that I actually can say something and they understand it. Sometimes they are very happy and they try or chat even more. And then I'm like, okay, come on, this is <laughs> much now. But um, yeah, it's very positive when you can speak at least a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, I mean, do you converse in, in the local language with people mostly there? Or you're just like, you know, trying it out, you know? Like, you know, or you, you are pretty, pretty well off there, yeah? When you converse in that language with the locals, are you like pretty comfortable or, you know? I'm comfortable in talking the little I know. Little, <laughs> you know. Okay, okay, okay. But then again, when you speak, probably people would come and correct you as well. Yeah, many times or they just let you, you know, let it be, you know, sometimes, you know, those small errors, which, you know, people from our part of the world, you know, of course, I mean, it's a very difficult language. I don't know how many dialects Chinese, I mean, it's called Mandarin, how many dialects, I mean, God knows, you know, so that is something which, again, uh, you know, because I've met a few people from, I've met quite a lot of people, and they all speak different Chinese, like, mm, no, do, yeah. <laughs> it all sounds different, and I'm like, oh, okay, wow, so how am I going to understand yeah. this? So, and, um, so, I mean, uh, Anna, one of the questions, again, when I ask people when they move from uh, one part of the world to another is about the food. You know, mm. how's the food? And, you know, again, uh, you know, China is a country, again, you know, living 11 years in England and then coming to China, it's a massive shift. Like in terms of, it it's massive, you know, and um, you know, how, how do you feel? I mean, I want to know, how do you feel about it? Do you like, you know, okay, let's, let's just, you know, there are some people, okay, we'll have it and see what happens or, you know, some people are like, no, I'm going to stick to my food and I'm not going to change. And there are some who like, you know, they take their time, you know, like, you know, suppose if I go to China, I'm not going to like go all out, you know, and have everything which they have to offer. But then, you know, yeah, like, and I wanted to know from you because I don't meet people often who live in China and talk to me, you know. <laughs> Um, the thing is, for me, it's a bit tricky because I'm celiac, so I, um, my body doesn't um, work with gluten very well. Okay. So in England, uh, it's uh, heaven because you go yeah. into a restaurant, they have a gluten-free yeah. menu. Amazing. Of yeah. Yeah. Here in China, it's like, what? 
<laughs> and uh, so I have to be very careful what I eat because they use a lot of soy sauce and soy sauce isn't uh, the best for me. Yeah, so, um, and I have to be careful with the noodles, what type of noodles they use. So yes. that was, yes. those were the first uh, words that I learned in Chinese to ask what kind of noodle is it? So that I could make sure it's a rice noodle. Okay, then I can have it. It's not a rice noodle. Okay, can't have it. Um, but apart from that, I try. I try everything that I see and I ask my way through if it's okay for me to eat. And if it's okay, then I just try it. And I, I tried sausage because I love sausage. And the sausage here is sweet. And oh. that was like oh my god no oh, i can't eat that yeah it's like a one-time only thing yeah. when find, uh, and now i'm very yeah. careful when i see sausage somewhere it's like ah it's probably sweet nah leave it um but on the other hand here up north because we're quite close to korea so we have uh, korean barbecue yeah and that is amazing because that is fresh meat, fresh uh, veggies, whatever, and, and different it's as well. Good. I mean, it's a different kind of a cuisine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we also have the hot pot. Don't know if you heard about that. I have, I have, I have. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we get some sort of hot pot over here as well in Dubai, and yeah, it's different. I mean, you open and you know, full uh, the steam comes off on your face, and yeah. <laughs> It's lovely, yeah. I mean, it's a different uh, kind of experience. I think more than the food, I think the way they serve it, it's, uh, yeah, it's more happening to me that way. Like, mm. you know, it gives me all the chills. You know, when, when they open the whole pot and you're like, oh, and you expect oh. a lot of stuff in there, but there's only like this much, you know, like a small bit. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you have, I mean, uh, experience. It's a bit different. Like, you have a big, big pot and then okay. you can have add-ons. So you can choose whatever else you want to have in your hot pot and put it in and take it out. And, and yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, it's not my favorite, I have to say, but uh, every now and again, it's okay. So Anna, like moving from uh, again England to China, um, you know, a lot of people do, I think, uh, probably from different parts of the world, not really from England, maybe probably from everywhere. So what do you have to say, like when uh, you move from say A to Z, this is like moving from A to Z, you know, when I call A to Z, this is, this is what you have done, you know, A to Z, you know, moving to India, moving to China, you know, from, for people from England, you know, it's A to Z because you know, there's a massive shift. So what are your like, you know, top points to take care of and, you know, to make this transition very easy because now you have been there for a while, you know, and, uh, of course, now you are well into their culture, and you can you can do your thing as well, and you 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 are peacefully there. So, what is that thing you would like to you know when say you know other people ask like what are you know my top five things I would like to do or you know top five things which I'm supposed to do to you know make myself um, live you know make my life easier in uh, a new new country like this. Mm. So that okay, is, the first thing. I think has to be to be open-minded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything that Absolutely. you know so far, it's okay to know it, but leave it outside and uh, ready to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it is necessary. Of course, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Another thing um, 
from my experience is um, not to take anything personal. Okay. Okay. It's it's just the way um, Chinese people are raised, and that's how they treat you. And it might be different to what you're used to, and okay. it could be rude in very some on the face, yeah, very blunt. Very blank, but also sometimes it it seems rude when you don't know any different. It's like, why is she so rude to me? And but it's not. It's just that's how they are. That's how they communicate with each other. It has nothing to do with me as a person. Okay. 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 That's okay. Uh, another mm -hmm. thing. Hmm. Learn the language. Learn the language, of course. I think with them being. I think, yeah, the most populated country in the world. I think, yeah, learning the language, I agree. I think it will help massively. Even if you know a bit, I think you can live, you can figure yeah. out ways. Otherwise, yeah. I don't know. I mean, because I've heard like even, even the road signs or anything, you know, anything you want to read, it's all Chinese. Mm. And yeah. I mean, God bless. You know, so, <laughs> you know. So this is this is what I generally ask uh, people who, you know, visit that part of the world. Uh, you know, like, how did you figure out what to do? Like, you know, because if I if I don't know the language, I can't ask you. I I don't know how to read, so I can't ask you again. So I'm I'm like you know, I'm nowhere. So that is something, yeah, I think uh, learning the language, but again, I think it is one of the toughest language in the world as well. I don't know how easy it is, you know, go to India and learning Hindi is much more simpler than, you know, going to China and learning Chinese. I think this is a, it's a very tough language, I believe. No? Um, I, I, well, you have a lot of vocabulary and that's, I think is the trickiest part in every yeah. language. But from the grammar, it's very simple. It's okay. the same okay. grammar, the same structure every time. Okay. It's just the pronunciation and yeah, to learn all these words. <laughs> so Anna, again, again um, how long have you now, I would like to move to your uh, business part. I mean, uh, mm. first things first, I would like to know is, how long it took for you to actually, were you practicing your, your, this business? Were you doing this back in England or you have now freshly moved into this territory in China itself? Or you were a coach before, you know, even back in England as well? Yes, I was. You were, yeah? So yeah. how, how tough is it to, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think it will be that tough to set up a business over there, but I guess, it's again like, you know, as much time it takes to set up a new entity for anybody, I think it's it's a normal procedure, yeah? Or is it a very long process to set up things in China or, you know? Well, the thing is, I've never set up a business anywhere else, so I can't say it's a long or okay. short process. Okay. Okay. I can tell you, though, that um, within two weeks, my company was set up. Oh, wow. And I was ready to go. Oh, beautiful. Oh. Mm. That's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. That's lovely. So, um, Anna, I would like to know more about your business as well. And how you, I mean, are you also, you know, doing uh, this with the locals or you are only talking to the expats over there? Like in your business, your clients, yeah. are they the are they locals over there? Or, you know, sometimes, you know, like say, you know, if I am 
and I live in Dubai and I start a business, a lot of times my clientele will be, say, people from this part of the world. But then because, you know, I ask this because China is a very different country with, again, the language barrier and everything. So what what is your clientele like? Is it like completely local or it's a mix or you have an international clientele within China? You know, because you're doing oh, well, other companies as well, yeah? Um, my clients are from all over the world. I have no yeah. clients from China, neither oh. Chinese nor international. Okay, okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I think uh, you answered my question. And um, Anna, I think I have covered all the points and... Uh, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Anna? Yes, I can hear yes. you now. Okay, this one, this part I'll have to edit it out. So Anna, <laughs> I've, um, I've kind of uh, asked you everything about moving to China and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, my whole uh, idea for this podcast was to know and understand from a person coming from the West and living in China. You know, what does your, uh, you know, when probably you talk to your family back there, are you able to encourage them to, you know, ever, uh, you know, visit China, come there, you know, or like they're not interested at all, you know, you know like, I mean, mm-hmm. there are many people in my family, like probably they would be interested or they would not be interested. I don't know. So what I want to know from you is what is your, I mean, your family's reaction to this? Are they like, okay, fair enough. China is cool, you know? So, yeah, I mean. Mm. Um, Okay, so currently with the pandemic, uh, it's a bit tricky because when you enter China, you have to go into quarantine for two to four weeks. So, yes, so visiting is at the moment not a good idea. Oh, but we they agreed most most of my friends or family, not all of them, because my parents, they are quite old, so they won't make the long flight. Uh, but uh, my brother, for example, he said uh, they might come when all this is over, when the quarantine isn't there, and then they would love to come and see how I live and and um, how it is to be here. Because I always send pictures and I tell them what we've done, and it's they they want to see that. So yeah, they are quite open to the idea to come and visit. So Anna, I wanted to know: Did you manage to leave China since the pandemic, or no way? No way. I'm just asking, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of us have been stuck. So, you know, again, coming to an end to this podcast, um, lastly, I would like to know, how was your experience during the pandemic? And, you know, navigating through the entire, you know, now it's been two years. Can't believe it. Like, you know, we are still talking about it in 2022. And I don't know, like, what's going to come. So, I mean, of course, I don't want to, I don't want to rub the wrong shoulders, but, you know, how, how was it, how tough it became, you know, initially, because I think when the whole world knew about the pandemic, you know, we all started with like, okay, it started, you know, there were um, issues, you know, there were uh, infections in China, then you saw infections in Italy, then it went through everywhere, then India had a big wave, US had its wave. Now, England is again, you know, they it comes and goes. You know, there are so many travel restrictions worldwide. You know, I don't know how many PCR tests you have to do to, 
you know, leave a country, you know, from here to leave Dubai, you have to do two. And to arrive at, you know, your destination, you have to do two more. And then right. it's, it's four, it's four in, 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 in a span of two days. So how has it been? Like, I know it's difficult, but again, you know, I, again, I ask. Mm, yeah, no worries. Um, so it started for us end of January in 2020. And uh, what they did or what happened is they, from one day to the next, they closed everything. Because uh, here it was Chinese New Year and we were supposed to go on a skiing trip and we just got the message, ski resort is closed, everything is closed. You need to go back. You need to stay it was at around home. Feb, March, yeah? Back in 2020. No, for us, it was on the 25th of January. Ah, okay, okay. We're getting there, two years. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Big anniversary. Um, uh, but yeah, so that meant for us, yeah, we just come home, we stay at home, and um, we were allowed to go uh, to do the, the shopping, the food shopping, but the parks, uh, the malls, everything else Completely was closed. Different. Yeah. I understand. I mean, it, I think it was the same everywhere. But you know, was it was it similar for you back in England as well for your folks back in England and everywhere, or like, you know, was it any different anywhere else you have heard, or like it's the same reaction anyways? I think everybody closed down because um, it's hard to say because it, it's always a subjective yeah. opinion of someone who goes through it, isn't it? Um, but from my perspective, I found that here in China, everything was so coordinated. So it was just like, today we're closed, everything is closed, full stop. There is no exception, there is I no... Think they were the first ones, I think, to, you know, they managed to drive that wave out mm. in the first three, four months. I think that wave was actually gone for a, for a long time, you know, and it showed yeah. up in the West you know, for a while, but after the initial outbreak, I think I don't remember, I don't remember myself with China having, you know, COVID issues for a long time, I think in the beginning. Oh, yeah, I mean, again, because China being such a massively populated country, yeah. I think this is commendable, yeah. So none of, I mean, you haven't left the country, no one has come to visit you from anywhere else, yeah, yet? No. No, no plans it's to... just due to the quarantine it's just when you yeah. come back you have to go into that quarantine for two to four weeks and you're in that room and so and it's additional holidays, yeah. additional money spent etc so that's why we said uh, no yeah i mean i mean that is something which again you know this is this has become a this has become a routine now from january to april i think this is the time when covid hits it's big, you yeah. know, and then by the time you realize you're getting back to life, you are in a January again, you know, <laughs> so, so that is how it is, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, I hope, I hope uh, China, I hope you get to see more of China as well. How much have you seen of China though? Like a lot? Oh, or? A lot, yeah, because due to the pandemic, yeah, flying wasn't yeah. the best idea, especially as a foreigner, you don't get um, a place in the hotel. Some hotels refuse to have you. And uh, so we just got an RV and traveled the country with wow. an RV. Yeah. Wow. Oh. And that was amazing. So you see so much, you, you meet many people and, and 
it's the vastness of this country. You can be on yeah, tour. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's huge. Yes. And did you also experience the, you know, because of this pandemic, what happened was suddenly, you know, of course, a lot of people lost their jobs, but there were a lot of, you know, the hotel prices went down like anything. You could you could go into JW Marriott and pay like pay like peanuts, you know, like, you know, those were the rates which I have seen, you know, for that initial first outbreak and road trips have become a thing now for I think everyone living everywhere in any part of the world. I think road trips yeah. is something which everyone has explored, which people have not done for the longest time. And taking an RV, of course, that is something which even I have in my mind, you know, because it oh, is only yes, possible sir. now. Yeah. We could we could never do all of this, you know, probably before pandemic. Although, you know, the idea was always there, but you know, it's only now that people are exploring this uh, during the pandemic because they have nowhere else to go. <laughs> yeah, and you the freedom. You have so much freedom. Yeah, Just. Yeah. Uh, you can stop wherever and China is amazing because you can stay wherever you want. So you have no restrictions that you have to be at a campsite. You just stay next to the road and that's okay. Or we went to the desert, into the desert and just stayed there and amazing. Also, did you also notice like, you know, because again, China has a lot of people and uh, post pandemic probably when, whenever you went out you saw that that dip in uh, you know numbers it was visible yeah the mm. the reduction of people you know the general public you know it has reduced is it like it it has helped immensely probably in nations like china where you know probably so many people like and you suddenly see no one or very less is it even now or like now it's 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 fine well people come out people are socializing there are concerts, there are events, get-togethers, but some still, as soon as there are a couple of cases. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's the same online, everywhere. So, yeah, it's yeah. the same everywhere. I mean, I think that's the rule now. The moment you start jumping a bit, I mean, there's a COVID mm. case somewhere in there and yeah. like, oh, shit, yeah. Yeah, um, I think uh, we've kind of come to an end to a podcast and um, I've covered all my points. Thank you, Anna, again for sharing a lovely experience and you know it's always fascinating to know someone from again someone from the west coming this side and sharing how it is and it's not so difficult you know which which i heard from you and probably others will take note from this as well that it's not that difficult and uh, this can be done <laughs>